postman. Some powerful people here tonight, I'm telling you. Amen. So let me jump straight into it to save time. This is what we will do by God's grace. There's going to be a power outage or a changeover. I think the power is off now. In the whole of Delft. But not here. Not here. So that there will be a changeover. And then we will just take a short break. If you want to go, you may go. We won't feel offended, but we'll, we'll have two sessions tonight. It's a conference. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is it your first night here? May the Lord forgive you. <laughs> Pastor Chris. So yeah, we have these books available, pastors, if you want to read them. Um, maybe I must first <coughs> say this, it's powerful. I've been sharing a, a lot from this book, Those Who Leave You. Those Who Leave You, because as I will say later on, you will not understand the impact, the demonic onslaught that happens when people leave a church in rebellion. Are you with me? Some of the stuff I was saying to you is the first time you hear it. I don't mind if you frown, but be open to receive it. Amen. And I, I'm saying everything I'm saying because I want to say to you, I, I can show you fruits of the ministry. Amen. It's not that I'm preaching well. No, 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 no. I can show you fruits of the ministry. In other words, if I say, brother, Brother, you sound intelligent, but I can't see your fruits. Do you see now? Huh? Because I get people who have a problem with uh, some of the things I say, but they, oh, they only sing one chorus. Or they have one scripture. But two and three and say, naam vergader. They're struggling to make their churches grow because... Planting a church and growing a church is the hardest work for a man of God. Yeah. Preaching is not difficult. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> teach, we can teach. But growing a church. <laughs> you get one new member and five leave. True. And you have members that make you, be, make you believe that they are excited and they are with you, but in actual fact, they were never with you. It's a very hard thing. Are you with me? And most churches, Bishop told me, don't be fooled by a few big churches you see on television. 95% of churches have very small numbers. And one of the reasons or that Satan has been wrecking havoc in the churches. Satan is the main reason why our churches cannot grow. He uses deception, tricks, affecting the mind of the simple people. Simple-minded people. And we realized this morning, we spoke about it in our church, that ignorance is the breeding ground for disloyalty. Amen? Ignorance. Give me again, please. 
I'm already starting. I'm supposed to talk about the books. But give me Isaiah 11, verse 2. Maybe I must just make this a basis so that you can understand. This is the description of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Isaiah is the messianic prophet who tells us about the coming of Jesus. Spoke about his crucifixion. Spoke about his presentation. He'll have no form, no comeliness. There's no beauty in him that when we see him, we would desire him. He, he told us what Jesus would look like. He told us how Jesus would die. He would be wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace shall be upon him. He even told you by his stripes you shall be healed. Amen. He told you unto us a son is born. He said where he will be born. Ever is the messianic prophet. Here he explains how Jesus will appear in the power of the Holy Spirit. But look at the descriptions of the characters of the Holy Spirit you will have. He says, the Spirit of the Lord, seven spirits of God, the Spirit of the Lord, number one. Number two, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, which is advice, the Spirit of power or might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, you will notice there, there are seven descriptions <clears throat> And only one of them has to do with power. That one, the spirit of might. Our churches, by and large, think when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's only power. So, it's the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't dispute it. People also fall under the power here at our church. That's why we are putting in a very expensive carpet here. You will fall, you will even jump back up again. No, I believe in falling. I believe in manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we need to understand, you see, I tell my church a lot that... Although there are manifestations, as I said, I'm not against it. Don't make the mistake to think that when a man is teaching, that the Holy Spirit is not there. We've made the mistake to make our people just enjoy uh, karate-type preaching, shouting, making rhymes. Yeah, I, we, we practice this sometimes. Then I tell them, yes, tell the people that even if you have a setback, don't worry about your setback, because it's just a setup for a breakthrough. Eesh. <clears throat> and then when we finish with that, the people say, yeah, the service was hot today. And it's nice. We need variety in the church. I have many friends. Here they are. They preach like this. Yeah. And some are prophetic. They prophesy. Take it one. At the back, the Lord is speaking. Take it two. Take it three. Take it four. Now you get a man like Derek Prince. <laughs> 
He opened his Bible, he, he, he speaks, then he doesn't move an inch. You say, ah, yeah, man, the idea was boring. <laughs> yeah. But when the man speaks to demon-possessed people, immediately, he just doesn't shout, he just talks like that, and they are delivered. Because you thought it's only in the action. Don't make a mistake. It's a problem I, I, we have as churches. We, we want action. But when he's teaching, oh no, it's boring. You see, you can, this is not the show here. This church might look like a nice concert hall. It is not. It's a cathedral for God's work. Amen. Yeah. And the primary purpose of the, of the church is to bring in the flock, not to give them a good time. No, 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 to teach them the word of God. To teach them the word of God. So because the Holy Spirit brings knowledge and removes ignorance. Knowledge is light, hallelujah. So that when you leave here, you, you have substance in you that will make you grow from where you were to where you should be. Now this is what happens if our people don't get substance. They remain, they remain prey for the, for the lion. The roaring lion who's looking for whom he may devour. And we cannot produce stable members because the diet they have is only popcorn. Spring, spring, spring. Are you with me? And then after a while, they feel, nah, my is no much here spring. The pastor said, there is a five words that I've heard. I've listened to the messages over. It's time for me to move on. And they say, Pastor, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. My season here is over. And when they use the term Holy Spirit, then you, you almost feel afraid to question them because who, how can you question the Holy Spirit? Are you listening? But it's not a heilige geest, it's a potsy geest. Yeah, and then what happens is the poor, the church you tried so hard to build, Hmm. Imagine a builder lays 50 blocks today building a house. Tomorrow morning you get up early, you're going to come lay the other blocks. And when you get to the wall that you laid, 25 blocks is gone. Like here in, in Leiden. <laughs> you must be careful in Leiden. If you build, you must also sleep there where you are building. <laughs> Then you must build again, but you become despondent. Pastors become despondent. Pastors exit the ministry for the simple reason, was because do it. We work us dead. Is that good English? <laughs> but it's not working. You know what is happening? The devil is having a field day amongst our members. Our members are ignorant of the devil's devices. He cannot discern between the Holy Spirit and some other spirit. Are you with me? Because there are many different spirits. Yes, there's, there's evil spirits, there's false spirits. Who are these people? Are they registering? Hmm? Faith life? Pastor Lynn? Okay. They are here. 
Hallelujah. Where's the pastor that was with you yesterday? He didn't make it. I was, I was looking for him. Are you there? Clap for that pastor. That's a great pastor. Good to see you, my pastor. God is going to use you. Amen. So I'm saying all that to tell you that we need now to give our people some injections against the diseases. Are you with me? And I said on Friday when I started, I am a spiritual male nurse. Maybe I must say a doctor. Yeah. I have immunization needles here. Not for COVID-19. There's a greater disease than COVID-19. And I'm coming to inject you with this needle. And this time you don't have a choice. Everyone that hears my voice are being injected with this needle. It's an anti-satanic injection to work against the devil's way of destroying our churches. Amen? The devil destroys our churches and makes our members leave. Archbishop Duncan Williams said to Bishop Dag, if all the people that had come to my church stayed here, I would have had 50,000 members. But I only have 1,000 members. I only have 2,000 members because what the devil has done. Amen. Now, let me give you just a few laws. Let me just continue to flow. I can't really start from over. I want to just start and give you some laws and principles of loyalty. Are you ready? I was just explaining the books quickly. Those who leave you, I'll talk about this later because this is a poison. It's a big poison. And then those who are dangerous sons, many churches have sons that have been reared by the pastor, guided, taught in the Bible school, taught in the Bible study, but the pastor, the same men turn against the pastor and have bad things to say. All these stories are in the Bible. Absalom was such a man. He was the son of David, reared by David, cared for David. His nephew was changed by David, everything. But he turned against his father and he wanted to kill his father. How many of you know people that have left your churches and they are praying for your church to fall so that they can prove their point and they can look good? But you are a son of that house. You are a dangerous son. But you joke with the teaching. The books were given to you, everything. Was, say, no, I don't want to teach this because the people might not like it. Mistake. You give the people popcorn messages and sermons, what they like. The Bible says in the last days, Men will want to hear preachers. They, will want, they have itching ears. You know that scripture? They want to hear nice things. They don't want to hear the truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. There are dangerous sons. Just pray that you're not one of them. Amen. And then those who forget, spoke about it. I'll touch on it again today. One of you is a devil. These are all powerful books. Jesus used this with the words of Jesus. 
said to, to the disciples, one of you is a devil. Not one of you act like a devil. One of you is a devil. Amen? Then those who accuse you, powerful stuff. I mean, I couldn't even get to these books. I've studied them all. and I've, Those who pretend. A pretender. The Greek word for pretender is actor. You are an actor. You, you make like you enjoy my preaching, but you're actually saying, I don't agree with what this man is saying. But when you see me, you smile, you say, the preaching was powerful. Wow, the preaching was powerful. Judas was an actor. He made as if he was part of Jesus' crew, but he had already arranged for the betrayal of Jesus with the people that were going to give him 30 pieces of silver. Pretenders. Those who are proud, wickedness. Those who, my favorite book, those who are ignorant. My favorite book. And I'm teaching out of this book tonight. I told you, I don't teach my own stuff. I told the people when I started here on Friday, I repeat it again. Don't just come to hear what I have to say. You can also learn by what you see. You can learn by observation. And you can also learn by the, the unspoken message that I'm preaching. Now, if I'm saying to you, I'm preaching out of this book, I'm teaching you a lesson. I could have said, this teaching that I have, the Lord gave me a revelation on Wednesday night. Say, Sally is witty, and say, did he release Is that wahr what I say? Is that wahr? That's hallelujah. But I'm telling you the truth. I'm not teaching. I'm teaching from somebody's book. But what I'm doing to you, I'm showing you a sign of humility. And I'm showing you a sign. You know, God loves honesty and humility. The anointing flows with this, where there's humility and honesty. But you can also try to do it. It won't work that easy. Something different that's working. But I'm telling you that I will be teaching from this book. So learn from what I'm saying. Amen? I believe in following, copying. Do you believe it? You must follow someone that God had placed in this world that's ahead of you. You only have 70 years on this earth. 70 goes very quick. Some of the people here, they won't be around in 50 years' time. I think most of us here. Just add 50 to your age quickly. <laughs> most of us will not be here. I want you to be serious. So what I'm saying, our time is short. If we want to be originals and first write a book like this, we're not going to have the time. Somebody has already done it. Just take it, humble yourself, and follow it. And I want to repeat something very important that I said. Whoever you follow, 
If, if, first, first, if you have the humility to understand that God uses human beings, you must have that humility. ignorant understanding. Why did you take the scripture 11.2, please? Isaiah 11.2. You have no understanding of how God's system works. Are you listening? So don't say, no, 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 no. You must first have the humility to say, that is my pastor. That is my mentor. Show me a real person. Yeah. Are you with me? Then, whatever that man has accomplished is most probably what you will accomplish. Are you with me? So, I leave that with you. I don't want to go deeper into that. You don't just look for any man of God and say, this is my father, this is my mentor. No. Let the Lord lead you to someone divinely. And say, I'm going to, this man, I'm going to learn from this man. Are you with me? And also remember, you will only have what that man is. Or a fraction of it. Seldom will you go greater than your man. A servant is not greater than his master. Yeah. So you can already judge by your mentor what type of ministry you will have. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you some important lessons. I follow Bishop Dag. Bishop Dag has big churches. That's why I have a big church. I never had it. I was a classroom teacher for many years, a classroom pastor, hiring, renting walls. But when the Lord led me and I discovered this man of God has an oil that I need, yeah, the, the grace came on to me. It's just a grace. It's nothing that I did. I am attached to a grace. Glory to God. Touched to a grace. So many things that, that, that my father has is, is, is glimpses of what I will have. Amen. Those who are ignorant. Let's look quickly at some of the loyalty. And the last one is, uh, the one that we don't have here is Pastor Clint's favorite one. Uh, those who honor you. It must be somewhere in the bookshop. Those who honor you and then the best seller. Loyalty and disloyalty. So I've introduced you the books, and I did that purposefully because the, 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 the few minutes I have here, I cannot say everything. Let the Holy Spirit guide my tongue and give you what you need. Amen? The devil destroys our churches because of his strategy to create amongst our uh, members no sense of faithfulness. Are you with me? Our, our members have no sense of faithfulness. Uh, our, our, our members just feel uh, that if they come to a certain place in their life, they are moved by emotions. It's time to move on. Most Christians, they sit in many churches over their short lifespans. Few of them come to a place where they say, I want to be faithful. The word loyalty is, is just another English term that means faithfulness, constant, to be constant, to be the same. The Bible says of Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says of God, there is no shadow of turning with thee. 
He doesn't, he's not quickly, there's no quick turning and changing. Constancy, constancy. But we have in our churches, the enemy because of the lack of teaching and the lack of wisdom and knowledge concerning these things, our members think that they are doing something good by moving around and having enough of this and breaking down the work of God. And that's why our pastors are seriously struggling to even get 50 members. Amen? Pastors have to use many strategies to appease their own hurt. So when coronavirus came, it helped the pastors to pack the church, the chairs a little further apart so that the church don't look so small. <laughs> Amen. They have to discover many strategies. They say, you can get the big wall. They say, no, 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 if I take the big wall, it's not going to look good. Let me rather take a small classroom that looks packed. So I see many pastors, they, they have maybe a, a nice uh, uh, carport. Then they say, hey, the dienst was gepakt for Oganio. Are you with me? Because the, we are struggling with our members. But we need our members to, to have a spirit of loyalty. To be faithful. Say amen. amen. To be faithful to the church. Faithful to God. Faithful to the church. Faithful to your pastor. Now those three things work together. Let me just demystify something. You are an uncontrollable rebel. That's your problem. Because God is not distant from His church. In any case, the church belongs to God. Jesus said, I will build my church. So you can't talk about being faithful to Jesus, but you're not faithful to his church. It's incongruent. But Mark is sending. You say, no, I love God, but uh, I have a problem with the church. It works not so. If God prays, you have to say church prays. And say, Kirk, it is a spook what you want, Lupi. That's a man from God. A fruit from God. But your pride has surfaced in you so much. You, you don't like the pastor. You don't like the church. But God, no. You're afraid God will strike you. So you don't want to say anything bad about God, but you think it's easy to say something bad about the pastor, something bad about the church. Yeah. Actually, you, 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 especially if you were hurt, you, you, you leave, you're hoping that the church that you came from will just fall to pieces. It must disintegrate. That's the wickedness of many people who leave a church. Yeah. You still drive past the church and look if the cars didn't, if the total cause is not less than what it was. You go on their Facebook page, you will see, hey, when are they going to fall apart? 
you, 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 you join the devil in hoping for the destruction of the church. You are taking hands with Satan to see the destruction of the church. Now, I'm just going to help you with some laws, how you can, because of time, how you can become a better loyal member. Do you want to be a loyal member? Yes. Do you want to be a loyal member? Yes. Let me just tell the pastor something very important. Here's some laws and rules on loyalty. Number one, no matter what we do, some people will always be disloyal. Hallelujah. Because this loyalty doesn't just happen overnight. It's a process. If you're new at the church, you hardly have this problem of disloyalty. Because you're excited, isn't it? Found a new church. Wow. But it's over time that the devil starts to play with your mind. Yeah. He brings an offense. Sirkri. Ooh, that's the key for disloyalty. Huh? Offense. The pastor it's gesê and it my seer It starts there. And one of the things the pastors must be very careful of is people that got hurt. You see? Because that is the starting block on the way out of the church. Ons moet gauw self smeer, waar mense seer kry. Are you with me? But this loyalty doesn't happen overnight. It starts, it starts with the spirit of offense. Then after offense, when you become offended, you were first excited, you sat in the second row. Isn't it? Say, so you can say, Amen! Praise! Praise! Preach! And as, as, as you feel offended, you start to become quiet. No more shouting, no more jumping, no more praise. Yeah, that's the next phase. Yeah, uh, it's inactivity. What is that phase we use? You become passive. Say, lam, say, lam, passive. You're in the church. I'm talking about you. And then you move to the back seats. Then you say, Pastor, just give me a break from the ministry. I'm going through some stuff. Just give me a small break from the ministry. I'm not leaving the church, but I just feel I need. You don't know that the process of disloyalty has already started in you. Passive. Now, after you become passive, you become critical. You see? Because you don't do anything, you see all the mistakes in the church. And then you criticize. There's a proverb that says, the man that stands outside the trench, you can tell the worker inside the trench, you are making the trench skew. You must make the trench, make the line straight because you are not inside the trench. You are outside the trench. You have a critical eye. 
You see all the mistakes. See the problems of the, of the worship team. You see the problems of this. You see the problems of the pastor. Say, hey, in this church, only one man is preaching. I never noticed it. I used to shout, but now that I'm sitting one side, I say, this is the... Bana kredi anas and a priyak beard. The pastor opens in prayer, he preaches, he closes in prayer, he says the benediction. I come as was Amalekans, he can give everybody a chance. Brother Kuker come as Wopsleep, Brother Vip can have sleep, and Brother Kukamur come as a CNH prayer. Then after you become critical, what's the next phase? You become political. You know what you do? You start, you don't, you don't want to, the thing that you see, you want to involve other people also. Say, bro, class, sin say what ek sin. You see? You're now, you're now involving other people into your, into your negativity. I pray with your sister. The year of his mother is a fro errands daycare. Okay, okay, sit down. They say she went to the toilet. She went to the toilet. It's called the political stage of disloyalty. So you say now, dibru dibru. Now it's a genki. You, it's your political party. You're the opposition party to what's happening in front. And now it's not just you. You have taken the simple-minded people. The Bible said, Absalom, the son of David, he came up against his father and he took the simple-minded people with him. And he made men said, Look, can't you see? Absalom stood in the gate and said, You know, David is a good king. But unfortunately... He's so busy, man. He doesn't have time for your problems. But give your problems to me. I really have time for you. And the Bible says, Absalom stole the hearts of the people. The hearts that belong to David. The assistant pastor stole the hearts. This what in the church is happening. You can't do it my strength. You can't say amen, yeah. You have, so you have a few people. Now, the people are so innocent, they didn't see what you see. But because of your poison, Then after they become political, deception. Ooh. Ooh. I don't want to talk about this word because I can speak for hours. Deception is the devil's main weapon. Deception is an English word, but don't be afraid. I was an English school teacher. Yeah, yeah, I could even the boss come. I was a teacher, so I will I will break it down to you. Pastor Chris will nicely. He will say again. 
Deception just means you believe a lie. You believe a lie. You, you think this is true. And people deceive us all the time, isn't it? I will never forget this story. Some so simple, but I'll never forget that many years ago when, when Peru Center was still Peru was Sanlam Sanlam Center, yeah in Peru. I was walking down the aisle and a sister, older sister with a parechi, she came. I went into the Bible bookshop bookshop, the Bible shop. But I didn't think about these things. After nah, afterwards, I realized, Yerman, die vroes must fail. <laughs> anyway, so I'm there and I'm looking at the books. My wife is shopping. I'm checking the books, Bible books. So as I come out of the Bible shop, this lady comes to me. She says, Pastor. I think, hey, who can the frog run over me? I can't even. And that time I wasn't yet, I mean, I'm a little bit more people know me now. That time it was just the beginning part of my ministry. I didn't check the sister saw me from a, coming from a Bible shop. People don't stand there and look at books. If they either not a minister or elder, they must be something. <laughs> she said, Pastor. Die red my na ito <laughs> How do you know I'm a man of God? is a man God. There's a lot of people who don't understand. English, so I have to, African, so I have to speak English, but the English doesn't really do justice to the, to the, to the sister. She said, Pastor, I came to the bank and I came to draw money, but to my dismay, the money was not yet paid in. And now, Pastor, the problem to go home. I came with the last bit of taxi fare. I felt so sorry for this sister who recognized me as a man of God. And if you're a good deceiver, you also say, as must say this in Afrikaans, you don't understand. Just translate to him. Ik voel slecht. Om vir u geld te vraag. Want ek is nie iemand. Ek. Ek. Ek is nie iemand wat geld vraag nie. I'm not someone who asks money. I feel bad to ask you money. But I'm so desperate. Is there no way you... I said, sister. God has led you. To the right man. I gave her money. Excitement that she's going to take this money. It's just enough for the taxi to go home. And she left and I felt so good. 
But Sangram Center as a, as a, like an arts, that time is different now, arts. So I'm walking around and after half an hour, I come the other way. And I see somebody sitting in Pai City. With a big pie and an orange juice. Different members from Pittsburgh. I believed a lie. I really believed the sister. I re- but I was deceived. That's the word deceived. You believed it, but it was a lie. Now, when you come to the church and you are deceived, you, you think that you really have got something. You think you really got something good. Need the pastors funny. I, I, I see. God is not using him. He's just taking the people's money. You, you first started with the deception, with the political, now, now you think, no. You're fighting a cause. And this is what happened to the Apostle Paul when his was, name was first called Saul. He was killing the disciples of Jesus Christ. Remember that they stoned Stephen in the book of Acts. And the Bible says they put their coats on the hand of a man called Saul. He was standing there thinking he's doing God a favor, removing this false prophets. They thought Peter, James, and John were false prophets. The apostles were, just like today, there's many uh, people in the, in the church today that say, we, I'm false, Pastor Len is false, pa- Pastor Ye is false, everybody's false. Benny Hinn is false, this one is false. Uh, Mike Murdoch is false. Many, they think they are doing a course for God to, 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 to highlight all the hypocrites in the pulpit. But when Saul was on the way to Damascus, Jesus himself came and met him on the roadside and kicked him off his donkey. And when he fell to the ground, he said, what is this? Jesus asked him, what are you doing? He said, I think I'm doing God a favor to remove these false pastors. He said, no, Saul, you're not fighting against man. You are fighting against God. You are fighting against me. Who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus of Nazareth. You fight the pastor, you fight against God. And our communities never understood this. That's why our churches in our communities are small. Come on. But it's coming to an end in Jesus' name. There will be mega churches. There will be big churches. 500 members. 1,000 members. 2,000 members. This is a 2,000 seater. And we want 2,000 members. Times three services. Why not? I've got injection here for the poison that takes the people away. After that uh, deception, now now you're deceived. Now it's open rebellion. You become rude. You're not even afraid to talk to the pastor. 
And then you know when you come to me say, Pastor, many people are saying, but there's not many people, it's you. But they come say, Pastor, the men say, he say, Amma, Allah is gelukkig met die in die kerk nie. I'm talking to you. Maar zij. But you're not even afraid to come. You, it's an open rebellion. You start by not giving tithes. Zij het in elk geval die rechte tiendes gegeen nie. Daar is hafte van jou tiendes. Zij is een rover. Nou vat zij nog die ook weg. And many people do that. To show their disapproval. They take away, they, they don't give to God. They think they can, they can crush the church. You make a mistake if you think that you can make, make a church fall down. You make a big mistake. You're not fighting a man, you're fighting God. Open rebellion. And then you say, what's lying? What's lying? In my experience, I'll tell you something strange. Maybe not strange. You'll find it also. Sometimes even people that don't know each other, Look how Satan works, huh? They don't know each other, but as they leave the church, they start to look for each other. And all the people are chummies. All the people are not chummies to believe us. They're friends now. They invite one another to their parties. You know why? You know why? Once you leave the family of God, it's very lonely outside there. There's no one to celebrate with you when you have a baby. There's no one to cry with you when somebody dies because you left the fellowship. You left the fellowship. Now you look for one another. Short, short, short. Birds of a feather flock together. Hey. One day I walked into a, a, a room where one of my family members was sick. I had to visit this family member, although another family member of mine was a Rangu, wicked. I couldn't believe my family member had connected all the Orangus that left this church over, over, over years, not over. People leave your church over, over yeah. periods. It's normal. So like last year, the year before, year before they now all one group together. Woo! And Allah su I saw evil snakes people praying together for the not for the devil to be destroyed for the church to break down that's why my conference is called making war making war fight the good warfare the Bible says in Matthew 24, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell is the only place in the Bible where the gates of hell is mentioned. Nowhere else. And Jesus shows us that the position of the gates is directly opposite the building of the church. Listen carefully. When I talk about building of the church, I'm not just meaning a physical building. I'm talking about gathering of people. That's the building of the church. What do gates do? Gates allow entry and exit. Are you with me? By your hekkie gaan jy in, and by your hekkie kom jy uit. Now, wie kom uit by die hekkie van jou? Is it die demone nie? Satanse mense nie? 
They are, where are they placed? Directly the opposite people who build the church. That's why many pastors get involved with either social work, soup kitchens. There's nothing wrong, ma. That's not, the, that's not building a church. Social development. What are the churches doing? The churches are irrelevant. You must come and give food to the poor. Come fix the potholes. And what we, we will do? You can even apply on the DSD form. We will give you some money. But for the church? No, 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 no. We're not interested in building of the church. You must do something else to distract you from building the church. Because the gates of hell is directly opposed to any building of the church. Yeah, that's why, that's why members can easily be influenced by Satan. Because Satan wants to break down what God is building. Are you listening? But I want you tonight to say to yourself, you will not fall into the trap of Satan. After that stage is the final stage. Execution. They know it because I've taught it to them. You, be, you are executed. Judas Iscariot was a rebel. He died by hanging himself. Do you know that? All rebels will be executed. Believe me, believe me. All rebels will be executed. You might not be physically dead, but spiritually you'll be dead. You also go backward into poverty. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I've witnessed. Be careful how you deal with the church, how you deal with your pastor, how you deal with God's things. Because you don't want to be an enemy of God. Hallelujah. Do you know God has enemies? Yes. The Bible says a friend of the world is an enemy of God. God has enemies. That's why there's a warfare. God doesn't like killing people, hurting people, but because of the existence of an enemy, it necessitates that we must make war. Are you listening? So, Absalom, that son of David that was so wicked, he, he rode on a donkey on a horse, and he, his head got caught in a bow, and Joab came and threw spears through his body. He died. He's a rebel came up against God. The end of all rebels is execution. Shammai was struck dead with a sword. He was killed. Ahithophel was killed. All rebels, they end in execution. Now, I've seen people executed me, Pastor Chris. I'm not talking about physical death, but spiritually, Sat. Sat, most do it, goodbye, Marai. Pastors that had collars on, collars on. I find them going into Shabins after a few years, carrying Casalaga. You see, you, 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 think, you think if you didn't die physically, that you're still alive, you, you are dead. You were once born again, but because you came up for the church, you are set back, and you will go back. Everything will go back. Poverty will strike you. It's one of the first things that strike people who come against God's work. Poverty will strike you. It's a Christian sister for poverty. Let me quickly go. Number one, so pastors, let me tell you this, that we will never stop it completely, but one of the great keys against disloyalty is to teach against it. Say amen. 
Yes, we, we will never be able to completely, because Jesus had a disloyal member. His name was Judas. The Bible says he prayed all night and he chose 12, but one of them didn't work with him. Amen? So we will also have, we are not greater than Jesus. Say amen. amen. We are not greater than Jesus. In John 6, 70, he said, have I not chosen 12 and one of you is a devil? He speak of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he, he, it was he who should betray him, being one of the twelve. Hallelujah. What could go wrong when a leader like Jesus takes a decision? Hey, what could go wrong? Isn't that the advert? What could go wrong? Pray all night. There were many people following him. So he went to pray all night, and then he chose 12, but one of them would be three. So I'm saying this to the pastors again. We can minimize disloyalty in the church, but be, be assured that one of the people sitting here in this teaching will betray you. Scripture. Jesus. You live with Jesus. Twelve mensen gekies, uit heel nacht gebid, een van hulle het om verraai. But you can minimize it. Amen? The teaching minimizes it. One of you is a devil. So, that is what we have. So, the key for pastors and ministers is, don't have the mind that the members working with you will be eternally loyal. Yeah. Even my, my, my highest associates, I always have the, I don't have the mind that they will never leave. And I don't build the church around them staying here forever. Are you, are you learning? Because if Judas could do that to Jesus, where's Jay? Where's Jay? Yeah. Remember, God called you, and God will, will help you. Hallelujah. Yes, you can never completely do away with this loyalty. It's always there. Have the correct mind. Amen. Number two. Are you, are you here? It's the teachings. Oh, let me say, um, what is very important is that you must inject the church against this loyalty. If you're not teaching it, as you're a school to come to the church, say, yeah, pastor. You must have a week of teachings purely on disloyalty and loyalty. It's a new revelation that the Lord has allowed us to receive and it strengthens the church because this poison is in the church. Some people frown. That's all right, frown. Everybody don't have to agree with us. Blijf jy maar met jou twee en drie in sy naam vergader. Dan vraag jy, hoe kan Pastor Chris en so baie mense? Is this medicine? Ja. Yeah. You know, in medical science, they had a problem with, with the people, with, with population growth. You know, they said, the number of people being born and the number of people dying. So they said this was the trend of population growth. And suddenly, after a few years, they discovered, but the population is now growing faster. 
What's the problem? You know? Is there now uh, more children being born? And they discovered, no, it's not that more children are being born. That medical research and medical science has improved the medicine. So less people are dying. Uh-huh. So the death rate was lower and the birth rate stayed the same. So there was, the population was growing. Are you listening to me? And uh, yes, some nurses here tonight, so I don't want to uh, catch my tongue in something. But it is when the, the, the hospitals discovered uh, prevention methods against diseases that made the death rates lower. Are you with me? Like you must eat proper, you must get immunization, uh, you must have proper sanitation. All those stuff were diseases that killed people. So they brought in what we call preventative measures. Preventative measures of death. In injections also, immunization. Jylle wat so bang is vir injection, die jyre moet jylle help. It prevent death. And the, the, the immunization needles is for a specific disease. Didn't stop all diseases for a specific disease. That's why you must teach this loyalty because this loyalty is a specific disease. Are you with me? Amen. And teaching, teaching is that thing. Although we still have those loyal members in our church. Look, I teach the books once a year. You won't believe we still have this loyal, not just members, pastors. Dangerous sons, I have them. Those who don't honor me, I have them. They are here. It's only I'm more knowledgeable because the spirit of knowledge is in operation here. And I know how to handle them. Amen? I don't negotiate with the devil. Because God kicked out the devil in the Garden of Eden. I don't negotiate with the devil. All the pastors that want to negotiate with these disloyal members, they suffer at the end. There's a time you must decide, it's time to... Cast out the scorners, Proverbs. And then contention and strife will go out. Amen. Number three. Are you still here? Teaching of this loyalty. Now I'm saying to you, teach it. Right? Number one, you can't completely eradicate it. But to make it less, teach it as a medicine. Now number three, the teaching of this loyalty, and this is to my church people. Welcome Pastor Clint Derwood. All the way from Mitchell's Plain. Mitchell's Plain is far, so he came, he left early, but he only came now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> listen, listen. You are teaching it, you are immunizing your people, you are injecting them. But here's a very important key, and it's, I want BMI's people to listen. Because maybe some of the churches here have never heard this type, type of teachings. My church, <coughs> sorry. They've heard it before. But teachings on loyalty must be remembered 
in the hour of temptation. Are you with me? Because they sit now here, they scrape now they know what they're with your pen. They say, because what did the man say? Beat you, as grof, as what did they say? But when you become disloyal, then you don't say as what they say. Then you forgot what we, what we have taught you. We, you forgot how the offense causes this thing. How you become independent. You don't do what the rest of the church is doing. You don't want to follow like a sheep. You were goat. Yeah. It's like marriage. When you stand by the altar, <clears throat> the pastor asks the wife, Will you submit to your husband? Then she says loud, uh, she says, I, Petrus, uh, and Pasachi solemnly swear that I give my life to you. I will submit to you in all life challenges as long as we both shall live. So help me God. Do you? I do! Clip it. I do! Then, six months down the line, the honeymoon is clear. The wife standing up. There's a crisis, you see? There's an hour of temptation. The husband says, but you said you will submit. Moet die man maar sy status en sy biene druk. Now, I say that, to say this, that when you see a husband and wife smiling, you know, then the wife will say, then you say, uh, are you submissive? She says, yes. The husband will agree. Yes, but you're submissive. Yeah, it's nice. When, the, when things are nice. When things are but when there's a problem, that is when you can truly say you are a submissive wife. Not when things are nice. When things are nice, then you also behave nice. If the paper is coming to you, hey, you are smiling. You are making tea. You are asking, is there anything else you want? Hey! But when there's fighting, 
Asman se ek kasi wafani ais ek wali laaste se 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 sal jou verbeel van laaste se It's the same with this thing when this loyalty comes listen you see you can all say yes shake your heads say be excited but in the time of crisis will you remember the teachings confusion hey small confusion then you forget everything and you fall into the same trap and the same serpent bite you and you go down the same road of destruction because you forgot the teachings in the time of a crisis your pastor will be your pastor through the good times and through the bad times the storms of life and in the jolly times yeah don't come to a stage where you say now nah, i don't think pastor can lead me anymore you are deceived God will not place you under a man's care if the man can't lead you. And you missed the first part where we told you when, you when there's a right time to come out of it. There's also a time to go away if you don't have a good leader. But I'm not there now. You must come. You must come late. Conference too. Hallelujah. You must remember it in the hour of crisis. Praise God. So when people join here now, A lot of people are joining here because they like big things. They say, "Hey, this is a lekker kerkje." Pastor, I've been to many churches, but I've never found a nice church like this. And pastor, I can guarantee you, I'm here to stay. Now, some years ago, I would be excited about that. Years ago. But my experience, my experience, Pratma, we will wait and see. We will what? Wait and see. Bishop Dag always taught me, he said, I give you to God and to time. I give you to God and to time. Yeah. When I started in my ministry, another man of God told me, "You will not have a big church. You will not have a big ministry. Sometimes men of God is supposed to help you, but they break you down. You know, sometimes the fathers that were supposed to guide you, they don't do it. They just jealous and they say. And I said, okay, your words might be true, but we will wait and see. We will wait. We leave it to God." and to time that's why look i'm here you there i can be speaking on the mic because it's my mic i bought it shora expensive you don't have a mic so you must sit still but in your mind you are thinking something it's say for example you are disagreeing with me i'm teaching about loyalty snakes in the church then you can disagree with me it's not a problem <clears throat> it's a free country Yeah, Article 45 of the Constitution, every man has the right to his own opinion. Yeah. Even the right to form groups. Nobody can chase you away. But whether I say what I say is true or not true, we must wait. We must wait. And whether what you're thinking 
Is true or not true? Just wait and see. It's all I say. So I don't get into arguments with people that have a different opinion or different. I say, okay, okay, pastor. God say, and with your cake, no? Los me let ek aangaan met my kek. We will wait. Go wait and see. Go wait and see. We leave it to God and to time. Let you begin tijd met loop, akikos. Is dit rechtig Heere wat jou uitgehaal het nie so? Is dit rechtig God wat vir jou gesêr het? Die geest wat met jou gepa, is dit rechtig die heilige geest? I can argue, but we must wait. Because God never takes you backward. God takes you forward. Well, let me tell you another thing. When, no, let me not go there now. I'll come, I'll come there, I'll come there. Is it time for the, for the breather? Can I just finish a few things? You will not eat, man. You will not eat, man. You I want to give you just two more points. I'm going to close now, okay? I started preaching this this morning in my church. And then I couldn't finish. But this is something I want to just say to you. Has anybody learned something in the few minutes that you were sitting under my teaching? Beautiful. Number four. I'm giving you laws and principles of loyalty. This is number four. Loyalty today does not mean loyalty tomorrow. You can be very loyal today, but time always plays a factor. I'll tell you why. Satan doesn't attack you once. You must all listen to me. Satan doesn't just come once. Satan is always coming for you. You can defeat him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. You can defeat him. The Bible says after Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, Satan left him just for a season. Ja, toe die Heer om verslaan, die woestijn dierbaar is, het hy weggegaan, maar net so vir die teikie, toe kom hy weer terug. Listen, the same voice that spoke to me in the wilderness, he said, if you be the son of God, why don't you turn the stones to bread? Listen to me, when he was on the cross, three years later, he heard the same voice, but it wasn't true, that the, the, the devil who came to him, in the de- it was through a man standing there, the man said to him, if you be the son of God, why don't you free yourself from this cross? But because he was the son of God, he recognized that same devil that visited him in the desert is now speaking to a human being. He said, I, you don't look the same, but the voice. If thou be the son of God, turn the stones to bread. If thou be the son of God, loose yourself from this cross. He didn't leave him. He, he was fighting. You will be in a fight. It's a warfare. Making war against this loyalty till the day you die. Yes. So that's why I can conquer this loyalty in my members now. But tomorrow, tomorrow is coming. Tomorrow is coming. Joab was that problem. Joab was the assistant pastor of David, a great warrior. And when Absalom came up against David, Joab stood next to David and destroyed Absalom. He killed him, he said. You will not come against my pastor. 
killed him. But later on, the same Joab, there was another son who came after Absalom, Adonijah. Yeah. Solomon was supposed to be the king. David said Solomon will be the king. But Adonijah was, was also born after Absalom from the same mother. He wanted to be king. And the Bible says, I think it's for your least when you're the Mosaic I think it's for your least. Just listen to this. Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Yeah. Second Samuel 18. Second first Kings 1 to 5 and 7. Then Adonijah, the son of Higeth, exalted himself, saying, I will be the king. I prepared chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. And his mother bare him after Absalom. And he conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruiah, the last part. And they followed Adonijah and they yelped him. That is why I also say again, and my pastors, please listen to me. You might have escaped the disloyalty of some of the pastors in the past. Are you hearing me? But it doesn't mean that you won't be tempted again and that that enemy won't come to hurt you again and that my rebuke to you, you know, won't hurt you because sometimes you can receive a rebuke easily because you were junior in the church but now that I've made you an elder, say, thank you, you're a pastor, you can't see now with my suprati. You can't see my sarum now, oudelang. Of a dayaken, of a laken, but I can say it. Yeah, that happens. Disloyalty often happens when people are promoted. It's another, it's another sign of disloyalty. Once a man is promoted, I say, it's a prati with my shoot. One of my pastors left my church with that thing. I used to rebuke him. I, I love rebuking. I have a ministry of rebuke. They listened to me. But when I made him a pastor, gave him a collar, you know that plastic stuff? The burki. I burki it krach, young. I come my burki ki. So we also, he also did, we always did stuff that irritated me. So I rebuked him again. I said, hey, I don't like this. When I come here, I want this, this, this. He said, niemand het nog met my so gepraat. My lich, ek het al met hom so gepraat. Maar nie in die suuti. As he met me. And suddenly he became, I can't allow this. I can't allow this. Yeah, I say, my wife also said, nobody ever spoke to me like that. Let me see my this in now. Yeah, they found it. Many times the wives of these men are the instigators behind their rebellion. Yeah. The same happened to Ahab because Jesse Pial said, he said, no, it's not right. He said, what's right? He said, he's a pastor. Who can pastor Chris with your supra? The wife instigated him. Wickedness. And he said, I'm, I'm resigning with immediate effect. I'm resigning from this ministry with immediate, it immediate nog verkeerd gespeel. Immediate, it has an immediate effect. 
started his own church and he took, he was a pastor of a branch of mine, he took two-thirds of the church with him. That's disloyalty. That's why churches can't grow big because the devil comes, he gives people ideas, break the church. The devil keeps the church into small pockets. The church must not grow, he must clean play. Because it is not the church in the church and it makes it slim. It is full trots, it will look now the pastor for you. Last one, last one, last one, last one. I, I, I've got something important, 20 minutes to share with you after this. I'm going to talk about what will happen to those who leave. Yes, I need to tell you that. And if you must hear it, you will stay here for a minute. Okay, let the last point. Only loyal people catch the anointing. It's my last point. Only loyal people will catch the anointing. Loyalty has a reward. Say, Pastor, Listen to this last part I'm telling you now. Only loyal people will get the anointing. No one can forget the statement that the Bible says, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? You're going to be rewarded with your faithfulness to God. Matthew 25 verse 21. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Faithful is another word for loyalty. You will, you will also be rewarded for the faithfulness to the men you serve. Say amen. Because Jesus said, whoever receives you, receives me. Are you with me? He told his disciples, I send you, I send you to be pastors. And if they receive you, they receive me. Jesus is still alive. Amen. And he's still sending people. And if you receive the man of God, you receive Jesus. Is it Bible? It's Bible, yeah. And when you're loyal to your pastor or to your boss or to God, God considers this faithfulness to him. Amen. <clears throat> and if you're faithful to a man, <clears throat> you are likely to be faithful to God. Hallelujah. Now, this is important. Many people think that Elijah... Or Elisha. You have heard the story from the two prophets. Have you heard it? Elisha, Elijah. Elijah was the first one, and after him came Elisha. Okay, open that, and this is another both. Elisha and Elijah. And many people think that Elijah, Elisha, was the, the servant of uh, Elijah who, who, who got who got the, um, the anointing. You see, it is true. Remember the story when, when Elijah went to heaven uh, in the chariot? I hope you understand what I'm talking about. red riding with a book is in the Bible. He went up with the chariot to fall in mantle, most the mantle fell to tell him to prove him up. But come and say something. Elijah was not the first servant of Elijah. There was another man whose name is not even mentioned today because he didn't stay to the very end. It was that man when Elijah was chased by uh, the, 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 the army came to surround his house. The king wanted to kill him. He told his servant, go out and see. And the servant saw. 
they were, they were waiting for rain to come. And he said, I see the cloud. I don't see anything. Then he went again and see the cloud. I see the cloud of the shape of a man's hand. That was the first servant. It wasn't Elisha. Yeah, he saw the slaughter of the prophets also. The servant. He saw the great miracles. Elisha didn't even see the miracles of Elijah. Listen. The prophet who caught the anointing, he wasn't the one who showed the great miracle. It was another man. Yes. And this one, he saw fire come from heaven. He saw him challenge the false prophets of Ahab. Elijah never saw these things. But when it is found in 1 Kings 18.41, but don't worry, time won't allow me. But when Jezebel was chasing him, it is there where the Bible says, his servant left him. And he left his servant there. We don't know the Bible, don't say what was the issue, but the servant didn't continue to follow the great man of God. So the man of God was all alone. And then the Lord appeared to him and said, look, you need a servant, man. Your first servant deserted you. Your first servant left you. But there's another boy, he's plowing, he's plowing in the field with his oxen. Go to him, put your mantle on him. I will call him to be your servant. Hey, and then that servant, he went upon him, he threw the mantle on him, the servant went with him. And the other prophets were standing by, a Lamarck funnel, and said, Jai, 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 I look after your pastor, and Jai, Jai, los alles after your pastor, your pastor, and God, say, I say, hey, guan yele, man. Forat. And he kept going, kept going. The Bible says they mocked him, the 50 prophets. Then, Elijah said, look, what do you want from me? He said, I want a double portion. He said, you ask a hard thing of me. Then Elijah said to him, listen, stay here, man. Stay here. I must go to, to Gilgal. My vision changed. I'm no longer on this journey. I, I, God sent me here to you. To, for, but, but stay here. He said, what did you say, pastor? Your vision changed. Pastor, let me tell you today, your vision is also my vision. Where you go, I will go. And he went, hey. Yeah. Then they got to Jericho. The man of God said, hey, you can't come further with me. I have a new dream. You see, the minister is going in another direction. You must go this way. He said, pastor, I had the same dream as you. Where you go, I will go. Hey. And he came to the Jordan. Hallelujah. Four places. What was it? Gilgal, Jericho, Bethel. Every time, no, my vision is changing. Say, no, I will follow you. I will stay with you. Then the man of God gave him the clue. He said, if you stay with me, to the very end, if you see me go, in other words, if you stay with me till I die, then you can have this thing that you ask of me. 
What did he ask? The proportion. Do you want my wife? Do you want my chariot? Do you want my oxen? No, 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 no. I want the anointing. That thing that is on you, that invisible mantle. That when you make so, then fire come. When you hit the river, then the river. That is the thing I want. Hallelujah. He said, if you can stay. Give them that scripture there. If you can stay. I'm closing this part of the service. If you can stay. If you can stay. Uh, yeah. The Lord sent me to Jordan. Yeah. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 10. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 10. Chapter 2, verse 10. I come here in the Gerasi. He said, Thou ask a hard thing, but if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. It's a loyalty conference and I'm saying to you, if you stay loyal to the very end, you're going to get something that this man of God got, that the first servant never got. There are sons of mine that had to stay with me here. They would have received something because when you stay to the end, you get some inheritance from the father that you followed. Yeah. And the Bible says, when they came to the, to the river Jordan, the man of God smote it. And you know what happened? The, the chariots came down. Now many people think the chariots, the chariot came to take Elijah to heaven. That's what we think, a chariot. But if you read the Bible correctly, the chariot didn't take him to heaven. A whirlwind took him to heaven. So what was the purpose of the chariot? The horses, the spiritual horses and the chariot came to separate the young boy from the prophet because he clung to him so much there could be no separation between the two. He said, where you go, I will go. He said, no man, don't come. He said, pastor, I'm not leaving you. I will stay to the very end. The Bible says, because he, he fulfilled the request of the great prophet, when the mantle fell, he picked it up. Listen, he used to call himself Elijah. And as soon as he picked up the mantle, he no longer used the word prophet Elijah. He realized this was not an ordinary pastor. Although his real father was called Safat, because they introduced him as Elisha, the son of Safat. No, but when he picked up the mantle, he no longer said, I'm the son of Safat. He said, my father, my father, the horse and the riders of the chariot. There it is. He saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And when he picked it up, he realized they had crossed the Jordan because the man of God smote the waters. And he wanted to see if that anointing that was on his father was now on him. And he took that mantle and he also smote the waters. And to his surprise, the same effect of the anointing on his father was now on him. That's a true sign of loyalty. Can you follow, follow your father 
when people make fun of you, when family members tell you, say, is my pastor, sir? Sir, 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 I will not say that. Say, say, bossel. Yeah. Say, say, ding is bossel van die pastor. Jylle, jylle doen alles, jylle maak mos een afgod van jylle paaste. Het jylle gewoon mense sê so. Jylle moet blij wees as jylle so sê. Dan sê jylle ek is soos Elisha, die profeet. Hylle het van my ook gesê, ek maak een afgod van Elisha. Elia, wat toe die mantel val, toe tel ek het op. Ek het iets, maar hylle wat so gai maak, hylle het niks. Wel, ek appela. Alat next! Alat next! Alat next! Let them say what they want. The devil doesn't want you to stay loyal. There's a lot in the man of God and in the principles of God for you. There's gifts and blessings. But just before it's time, Elisha got what the other servants would have got. But he couldn't go with his master. He stayed behind. May you not stay behind. May you go to the very end. Mynal die duivel jou iets klein weesie. En dat zei weg. Play. Dat is iets wat gaat val uit die jimmel uit vir jou. What you see here in my life is an anointing. No man can do these things as easily like I do it. There's an anointing on my life. And I chased after it. Through much ridicule, laughter. Mensen het mij gespot. Ze halupachten, man, ze halupachten, man. Nou kom hulle mooi praat. As hulle my nou sien, as hulle my lieder. My lieder. Oh, my lieder. Maar ek vergiet hulle nie. Ek wats, ek noods vir hulle. Hulle het nie altyd so gepraat. But I don't have any grudges. I don't have any bitterness. Because bitterness will kill the ministry. But I know, if I follow to the end, if I follow to the end, I'm going to get something. But you follow to the end. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Father, bless us. Bless us. Pray, pray for a minute, just pray. Pray, pray. Just pray for a second. Pray for a second. Pray for a second. Pray for that anointing. Pray for that following. Anointing, follow us. Jere, salf ons met die geest. Salf ons met die heilige geest. Makate roba tasa.
your hands father we thank you that we can follow to the very end loyalty must be remembered in the day of our temptation let us not make the mistake that the servant of Elijah made but let us follow like Elisha to the very end give us grace give us mercy to catch the power of God, catch this anointing that will make all the difference in our lives. Forgive us, Lord, our sins. Forgive us our wretchedness. Forgive us and save us from the stages of disloyalty. Help us to come out, to come out, to be saved from destruction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.